Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is a special guest coming to you to talk about our favorite promotion across to the Pacific Ocean, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ethan. We're coming to you from Above the Ring, Ship It Studios, premier wrestling podcast, covered all things from AEW to WWE worldwide. Ethan, Wrestle Kingdom has come and gone. What a great show this year. It was a great show. I feel like uh, we're back in the old New Japan days. Cheering. I missed the cheering. I was glad that came back. Yeah, no, it was good to hear hear the crowd be, you know, lively. I know at times they kind of felt a little stagnant, but, uh, you know, what happens over there, it's not like, you know, the states where they're always unruly. But we had a lot to talk about. You know, we're going to talk about this one, talk about New Year's Dash. But before we do that, I want to go over the schedule for New Japan. Um, pretty uh, eventful. I wouldn't say eventful next month. But we have, and Ethan, I don't know if you want to just hop in on that quickly. Yep, uh, get that started. So this Saturday, January 7th, we got Strong. It's the beginning of the Nemesis Tour. We got two matches there. We got the uh, Soul Strong Survivor match, and then we got the tag match between Bullet Club and Al Angels and Hikaleo. I'll go over the Strong Survivor match a little later when we run down Strong right quick. And then Saturday, January 21st at the Yokohama Arena, we got our second day of Wrestle Kingdom that it's the, it, for the second year in a row. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling versus Pro Wrestling Noah. The day after that, January 22nd, we got new, the new beginning in Nagoa. They're from IG Japan. I think I'm saying that wrong. Then we start the Road to New Beginning Tour. We got uh, Tuesday, January 24th from Tokyo in Corrigan Hall. Same with January 25th. That's a Wednesday, also live from Corrigan Hall in Tokyo. And then Friday, January 27th, we're live from Chiba, Japan. Saturday, January 28th is live from the Koga City I feel like Peg Gymnasium. And then Monday, January 30th is from Iway, Japan and the Perfect Gymnasium. That is a cheering event. <laughs> and then Tuesday, January 21st, we're live from Ikea, Japan at the Ikea Foroso Village Dome Theater. I'm probably butchering those, but I'm just giving it a shot. And then February 1st is also a cheering event. That's from Omari Marshall Arts Hall there. Saturday, February 4th is our first of two days of New Beginning Sapporo. It's Fe Saturday, February 4th and Sunday, February 5th. And then Road to New Beginning, we have Wednesday, February 8th and Thursday, February 9th. The 8th is from Tochi, Japan and New Sampai there and in Nagato, Japan at the City General, the Saku City General Gymnasium on Thursday, February 9th. That takes us up to New Beginning in Osaka, Saturday, February 11th from the Eden Arena in Osaka. Then a week later, Saturday, February 18th from San Jose, California at the San Jose Civic. We got Battle in the Valley where so far the women's title match has been confirmed. Kari defense since who we're going to double later. Mercedes Monet. Yeah, and obviously there's more events coming up, but we're gonna focus on that for the next next month. Not not as much that I was expecting, but there's still a lot of good good stuff happening over over in Japan. Uh, following that, we had a couple of news stories that I'm gonna let uh, Ethan take the lead on here. All right, so the first part of news is we got a press conference happening tomorrow, Friday, January six. It's we're gonna find out the card for the. Excuse me, new, second day of New Japan, uh, Wrestle Kingdom from the Yokohama Arena. It's New Japan versus Noah. We'll find out 
the whole card, all the match card will be announced. So that will start at five o'clock uh, Japan time. So be on the lookout. That should be on the Pro Wrestling Noah's streaming site. Same with New Japan World. That should be on YouTube as well for both New Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah. And then the second piece of news we had uh, Cavill Collisions come back. This time it's going to be a two night event. The first night will be April 15th at Washington, D.C. for the second year in a row. Then the next day, April 16th at, in Philadelphia at the 2300 Arena. Tickets go on sale Friday the 13th, next Friday, January 13th. So get your tickets when it comes out next week. And then for Strong, I already mentioned, but I'm just going to run in the show again. So the first match will be uh, Bull Clubs is Jay White and Alpha and Tesmo. Goes against Alan Angels and Hector Leo. Then the main event, we got the first ever strong survivor match. Match will begin as a battle royal with over the top rope eliminations. When we get down to the four wrestler, four wrestlers remaining, it'll come a pinfall or submission elimination. Whoever is the last man standing will come to for the strong open weight title. Nice, awesome. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to that. Obviously, now you have me on the. Uh, we could. <laughs> Scott, I will call uh, when we we finally catch up with Impact. We call it the Impact Train, but back on the New Japan Train. Uh, so I will be following this with you as well, watching night two uh, on the seventeenth. Seventeenth, sorry, twenty first. Twenty first. So before we talk about Wrestle Kingdom, before we talk about New Year's Dash, I want to touch base. You watch a lot of wrestling, Ethan, and you want to share here. Uh, something near and dear to you, something very special. You have a list of your top matches of 2022. Yeah. So I did 500 matches. Yes, I watch a lot of wrestling. Don't judge. But what I'm just going to read off today is the top 25 of 2022. So number 25 from the AAA Noja de Capone's uh, show, Spanish for Night Champions, December 28th. We had El Hijo del Falcano defend the AAA Mega title against Bandito. Excellent match. Uh, Matt, number 24, Suzuki's final match. We had Mino- Suzuki Goon's final match, sorry. Uh, we had Minoru Suzuki, Lance Archer, El Desperado, and Taka, Fujimo- Taka Michinoku. Wow, butchered that already. Going against Saber Jr., Taichi, Yoshi Kanemaru, and Doki from the second day of the road to Tokyo Dome on December 23rd. Number 23 for the United the IWGP United States title from Battle Autumn Day 16 on November 5th. Will Ospreay defends against Tosino, a rematch from the third semifinal match in the G1. Um, number 22, it's the first match of the best of seven series from Full Gear, November 19th. It's Death Triangle going against the Elite. Uh, number 21, we go to uh, Royal Quest Day 1 from October 1st for the IWGP Tag Team Titles. FTR defends against Aussie Open. Number 20 from Extreme Rules on October 8th is an I Quit match. Edge goes one-on-one with Finn Balor. From Revolution March 6th, uh, CM Punk and MJF go one-on-one in a dog collar match. Number 18 from January 5th, Wednesday Night Dynamite. As we're recording, this is a year ago today. Hangman Page defends the AEW World Title against Brian Danielson. Number 17 from the from Stardom is the five-star Grand Prix Day 13 from September 11th. 
Mind you, Atani goes one with Julia. That's in the Blue Stars block. Number 16 uh, from New Japan Strong's Collision Tour, day three, June 25th. Tom Waller defends his strong Oboy Tall against Fred Rosser, who has put his career up for line. And they won the strong match of the year for the third year in a row. Number 15 from WrestleMania 38, day one, April 2nd. Seth Rollins goes one with the returning uh, Cody Rhodes. Also, number 14, also from WrestleMania 38, but this time from day two on April 3rd. We had Edge going with AJ Styles. Number 13 from St. Patrick's Day Slam on March 16th. Britt Breaker defends the women's title against Thunder Rosa inside of a steel cage. Number 12, this one's probably going to be shocking why it's on the lit on top 25. The bloodlines, Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn goes against Kevin Owens and John Cena from the final SmackDown of 2022, December 30th. Number 11, we had the finals of the 2022 G1 Climax. Kashuska Okada from Block A goes against the IWGP United States Block D winner Will Ospreay from day 20, August 18th. We go back to stardom at number 10 at Dream Queen on December 29th. It's the IWGP Women's Champion, Kari. Go against Yuatami Hayashida. I'd probably butcher that. Uh, back to Triple A at number 9 from Triple Mania D3 October 15th. We have Pentagon Junior Goods Philado 4 in the finals of the Rula D Mora tournament where the loser of the tournament had to unmask. Number 8. From Death Before Dishonor, July 23rd, and Sam's probably going to know which one this is. FTR defends the World Tag Team titles against the Briscoes in a two out of three falls match. Match oh, number. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I'll be honest, the, the top, top 10 was a little hard. Uh, number seven from Impact, December 8th, we had Josh Alexander defends the Impact World title against Mike Bailey. Number six, we go to the New Japan slash Stardom Historical Crossover on November 20th. The finals of the IWGP Women's Title Tournament is Mayo Itani goes one with Akari. Number five, from Supercar of Honor, April 1st, it's the Briscoes defending the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles against FTR. Number four, going back to Stardom from Dream Queen on December 29th. Siri defends the World of Stardom title against the 2022 five-star Grand Prix winner, Julia. Number three, we go back to WWE from Clash of the Castle, September 3rd. Gunther defends the Intercontinental title against Sheamus. Number two, from Hell in a Cell on June 5th, we had Cody Rhodes going against Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. And my number one for top matches of 2022... We go to final bout on December 10th. It's the double dog collar match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles. FTR defense against the Briscoes. That's a solid top 10. I've also noticed, sorry, top 25. A, there's a lot of stardom in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stardom in there. I told you. Yeah, it's, yeah, before we go, it's a lot of stardom. Uh, Few in, it's mostly Stardom in New Japan. There's a few AAA and WWE in there, but it's been mostly like New Japan, Stardom, uh, Ring of Honor. Well, Briscoe's and FTR. There's not, again, I said it last show. I will say it again. That to me was the feud of the year. All three of those matches killed it. All three, it, to be honest with you, saying that it was hard picking. I was going to blend them all together, but I was like, no, I got to make the list. I got to, it was hard. 
it was super hard to pick which ones go first or third. So I'm just kind of curious. Um, this is going to be on the record. So how how do you? Because I find it hard sometimes to rate. I watch a lot of wrestling, but I also have a lot of other things going on. What determines you to make this list? Like what what about how? how do you sit there and look at everything and go, this is definitely top 25 or these are in the top 500. Like what's your criteria? Like, how do you, how do you get to this point where you have them broken down? Even looking at the 25, not even the 500. Ooh, so what I do, so what I do with, with ratings is if I don't do stars, cause I'll be honest, star ratings are a little bit overrated. So what I do is I do ratings out of 10. If it gets to eight or more, it's, if I put I put if I put recommend that's that goes on my list. It's just a storytelling. If it keeps my interest in there, like if it like if I'm not distracted by other stuff, because sometimes I do. Not gonna lie, <laughs> but it's just like a basically the storytelling and how great the matches and other stuff. Okay, um, so I'm assuming just throughout the year you kind of keep track of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what I do, um. Like if it's an excellent match, if I give it eight or eight or higher, it goes on my list. It's really hard to put it on a list there, to be honest with you. Like the bottom half wasn't too bad. It was more when I got to like the top hundred or fifty. It was just like, oh my god, now this now the hard work comes. Okay, awesome, awesome. I'll um, we'll post this when we uh when we mention your top twenty five because I'm curious. I'm glad you. Do you spend that much time uh, paying attention and giving us stuff? I mean, the last show, I'll tell you, I really, every time you said you should check this out, you should check this out. I definitely did. And it was definitely worth my time. So Ethan will be uh, taking your suggestions from now on with this kind of stuff. Thank you. So let's get into what I like to say, Ethan, the meat and potatoes. Wrestle Kingdom 17, the 31st show the 32nd show at the tokyo dome man this was an awesome year like you said it's you said it felt like you know older new japan uh the whole theme was about uh remembering antonio noki here which was nice it was very heartwarming if you will Mm -hmm. But this is a this was a pretty decent sized card, and we will. I think we should just hop right into it. Um, the pre show was, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the pre show felt like, or at least off of New Japan World, it was like two hours, minus the fact that they had these like breaks in between, where like the show will start at this time, and then it was like maybe like twenty minutes of like, not radio silence, but what they do in New Japan, where it's like the commercials, or they just have the schedule up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to start um, We had the exhibition match between And Ethan you can correct me yep. uh, Ryoe Iowa Taking on Oleg Bolton Yep you got those right Yep and that ended in a time limit draw Yep that ended time at three minutes So uh, not really much to go The match started off with uh, Bolton double leg on Iowa And then arm drags as an Iowa to the ropes Some standing switches Takedown uh, we get to the final minute. Ottawa has an arm bar, got to a uh, uh, rope break. 
the end of the match pretty much happened where he bolted body slammed Ottawa and then the belt he went for a two cover, got only two count, and that's when the time expired at three minutes. I give it five out of ten. Yeah, it was it was short, but what I will say is I, I like the exhibition. I like how it went to a time limit and um, definitely didn't didn't dislike either of these performers. I'm not really familiar with either of them, but I'd like to see what happens with both of them in the future. Yeah, Iowa, Ryan Oyo has been really good the last, the past year and a half, two years. Oleg just debuted back at um, Decoration of Power in October, so this is my first on scene. He's pretty impressive. This match, I said I did say Oleg before – First, I said, oh, like, I said, they'll probably go, I wouldn't be surprised to go to time with draw. So I got that one wrong. This one, I think, I believe you got correct, Sam. That, did I say time match. limit on that? I believe you did. Did we write this down anywhere? Or we just saw, <laughs> I didn't have it written. I wrote down. my, I forgot to write yours. I'll be honest, Sam. There, I remember which ones. There's some, I know the next match we're going to talk about, you didn't make because you didn't know the participants for the Rambo. But okay. I think, but I think the young lines, I, believe you said i'll give you the point just (laughs) well what we'll do is we'll make sure when we do our next show that we will have a we'll have a point system going yeah exactly um so up next we have the rambo the new japan rambo to determine who's going to be the uh final four to wrestle for the provisional KOPW 2023 championship at new year's dash with the finals being great okan shingo takage show and toriyanu Two out of the four of those being former KOPW champions. Yep. So uh, Yano and Takagi were the two former KOPW champions. Show who's the only junior in the match. So uh, Show and Hikaleo start the match off. Uh, Evil followed number open weight six man tag champ, came in at number three. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii entered at number four. Him and Hikaleo double team show. And then, but as for Ishii and Show Suplex, Hikaleo, and then Great Khan came in on number five. He, when he gets to the ringside, he's pretty much uh, playing with the Pro British Heavyweight title. Doki came to a number six. Uh, Doki goes after Al Khan. Then we saw Evil try to eliminate Ishii, Dick Togo trying to, uh, he saves Evil. Then we get Rocky Romero, fellow Chaos member, at number seven. He tries to pull Eve off the apron, but instead uh, takes down Show. And that evil did get eliminated there. He was the first one out. And then Kenta comes out number eight. I like how he power walks down to the ring like Santino Morello. That's what it reminded me of when he walked down the ramp. Yep. And then we had Yoshibaru Kamaru enter at number nine. He goes after Kenta. And then Aaron Hanari enters at number 10. Heaven Ishii trade short tackles before and elbows before Hanari hit the blue thunderbomb. He could eliminate Ishii, but Grail Conference for some reason broke it up. Rizuka Taguchi came out at number 11. He got eliminated by United Empire's Hanari and Okan. Speaking of United Empire, Jeff Cobb came out at number 12. Doki saves Karmar from a chokeslam before they got suplexed. Heiko eliminating both Doki and Karmaro. Then we got Shane Hayes coming out at number 13. Uh, and then his tag team partner, Mikey Nichols, came out at number 14 as Rocky Merrill got eliminated because he went to the top rope. I don't know why he would do that. And then they, they eliminate Taguchi with a tape buster. That's pretty much the New Day's Midnight Hour. Number 15 was the one, the other third of the number one 16 tag champs, Yujiro Takahashi, 
uh, Great O'Connor eliminated Hikaleo over the top rope. And then the first of two former KOBW champions, Tori Yonkin, at number 16. But we missed the elimination, but Jeff Cobb got eliminated by Shane Hayes. And then Hanare eliminated Shane Hayes. And then we've seen Al Fantasmo, number 17. He goes to back Rake City. Then he, can't really say he's on the air. He, he twisted his nipples to eliminate Aaron Hanare. I was, I kind of laugh. I'm not going to lie. I did laugh when he eliminated him that way. And then Tai Chi came out number 18. Everybody was fighting on the floor. Then in Great Okan, Tai Chi had a little sumo match. And then number 19, the final entry at the 2022 KOBW champion, Shingo Takagi. I'll be honest, I was actually shocked that he was in the New Japan Rainbow. I thought he should have been on the main card. Yeah, no, I can I can see. However, I mean, it's nice where if he didn't have a match that he did come out as the last competitor in the Rainbow. Yeah, uh, before I keep going, what they did was, I know last year, that's what they did. Whoever was the champ, so when they did last year, Rayano got the font because he was the 2021 champ. So this year would be Shingo. Um, him and Taiji traded clotheslines, and then they had another sumo takedown. Oil Club swarm Taiji and eliminated him. Uh, Takagi eliminate uh, or try to eliminate Takahashi, but Kenta threw him out, and then him and LP hugged. Uh, and Final Tasma was he fell in the floor, he was on the guardrail, so he was still in it. Takahashi and Kenta carried into the apron, but Show actually charged sending EOP off the apron for the win at 30 minutes and 37 seconds. I gave this match six out of ten, and I got two out of the four right. I got Yano and Chingo right, I didn't get. Show or all con, right? Yeah. Um, I think next year I'll have a better grasp on who may may not be in this. Um, but you know what? Next year, uh, it'll be a better, <laughs> better talking point. Yeah, I think give you a little more. I found the last few years they've been doing uh, like at least one junior because in 2021 we had Bushi was the junior along with Fale, Owens, and Yano. And then last year, it was Sima with Suzuki and Owens and Yano for the 2022 title. And now this year, it was Sho, Okan, Yano, and Takagi. I mean, I'll take two out of four. I'll take that. That's 50%. I'll take yeah. that. 50% is better. It's, it's not under 50%. So I was, sure, be- I, was dot, I was just throwing darts, honestly, to see if it land. I got two, so I'll take it. Yeah. No, that, that was a good call. Uh, next up was the main card. We had Catch-22, TJP, and Francesco Akira. I would say you missed a match, sorry. Did I miss? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we got the pre-show still. Uh, the Antonio Inoki Memorial Six-Man Tag Match, Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, Togi Makabe, uh, take, defeating Tatsumi Fujinami, Minoru Suzuki, and Tiger Mask. Yep, so Nagata and Fujinami start the match off. They locked up. Uh that got him with some kicks before Fujinami hits a dragon screw. Suzuki tags in. Suzuki and the guy going back for some action before Tiger Mask came in and had some kicks. Fujinami gets tagged back in him and Nagata have a slap fight. And then Suzuki was just like, screw this, I'm just going to elbow you in the face. Uh, but Nagata fired back, had a explorer suplex. He tagged in Kojima. He hits his signature machine gun chops. Suzuki basically was like no selling them, so Kojima fired more off before they had an elbow exchange. Double team by Tiger Mask and Suzuki before Tiger fall, Tiger Driver got a two count. 
Kojima got back in and hit a Koji cutter. Makabe takes back in. Koji Nami comes back in the ring, hits some dragon screws that clears the ring. And then, uh, oh, sorry, there we go. Tiger Mask try a crucifix on Makabe for a two count. He comes, Makabe goes for the clotheslines, try to go for his finisher, the King Kong knee drop off the top, but Suzuki cut him off. Tiger Mask tried to go for a effective roll. He finally got it. Took him a little bit of time, but Makabe sat on him to get the win at nine minutes and ten seconds. I gave this one six out of ten. I got this one wrong, Sam. You got this one right. That was a luck, luck guess. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say, this is something I I don't know if I mentioned on the pre-show, but I'll mention it here. The few times I've seen older Japanese wrestlers, even though they look stiff, they still look really good in the ring. Whereas, you know, the American talent, the some of the you know the Canadian talent, some of the Mexican you know talent, the North American talent, pretty much, it's they they look old. You know, some of these guys have been wrestling as long as probably Hulk Hogan has, and they look great in the ring. Oh yeah, they were they were great in the ring. The New Japan dads and the uncles, I guess, if you want to talk about Fujinami <laughs> and uh, Murder Grandpa and Murder and we, and we got a Murder Grandpa. Yeah, what a what a busy week they all had. Kojima had an excellent uh, GZ tag title match at New Year's Day at Pro Wrestling Noah. Nagata was in All Japan, so was Suzuki, and now they came the the biggest show of the year for New Japan Wrestle Kingdom. Gave out this. Ex, uh, fun little six man tag in tribute to in, Antonio Noki. Yeah, no, I thought this was good. This was a good opener. Uh, sorry, a good good last show, uh, match on the pre show. Uh, it didn't feel dated. Like I said, like sometimes you know, sometimes it's cool to see certain people, certain wrestlers come back. Other times it's like, oh, is that really necessary? Um, yeah yeah right it, it almost like uh we'll talk about you know i won't bring up flair's last match but oh god please no yeah either way uh going into the main card i will uh <laughs> go to the main card uh catch 22 tgp and francesco akira successfully defend the junior heavyweight tag team titles against leo leo rush and yo so <clears throat> Yo uh, jumped on Catch-22 for the bell. Uh, Leo Rush went on IC Moonsault. They brought around ringside. Uh, Leo tried to go for a suplex on the ramp, but he ate a face buster on the LED board. That that shit looked like that hurt. He, Boca, he was knocked out, but he came back. He was all bloody. Nope. He did send an update on Twitter that he doesn't have any broken bones, but he fortunately had to pull out of the PWG Battle of Los Angeles tournament. And then uh, they go back forth with Yo Cash twenty two. Yo hits a draw kick. Rush gets back in the ring. Uh, hit TJP with an Inseguri. Double back goes to the champs before hitting a tomahawk. That was basically a spinning kill switch. That almost got. I thought that was a win. I like that move he did though. Excuse me. Uh, then he slipped on a rush hour. Cash twenty two took advantage. Yo tried to attempt a direct drive from the top rope. But hits a over the knee brain boss before Rush hit the final hour. That was another close call. Akira gets wiped out with the three K. Uh, TJP leads out Yo with a detonation kick for a two count. They try to go for a leaning tower, but uh, a reverse 
Ronald from Yo broke it up. Leo hits a one-man smash fly to Akira, the 3K to DJP, but Akira just saved him at the last second. Leo rush finally hits Akira with the rush hour, but he's both to the outside. Yo tried to go for direct drive, but TJP countered into inside cradle for the win. So Cash trying to retain the junior tag titles in 10 minutes and 29 seconds. I give this match 8 out of 10. This is one of the matches I recommend going out and checking out. Okay, it's an Ethan pick. That is an Ethan thing. I'm gonna start calling them Ethan picks so people and I, know. And this one, I got. We both got right on this one. Nice, good call, good call on that. And I know the next one we got right too. Yes, Kyrie taking on and defending the IWGP Women's Championship for the first time at the Tokyo Dome against Tom Nakano. So Matt starts with a lockup. Uh, Kari took Nakano to the ropes, and then Mockley patched on the head, and then got punched and then punched on the in the gut. The uh, Kari takes control, hits a low draw kick, fired arm, but Kari comes back with a spear, then a sliding forearm, then a flying punch off the top rope that only got a two count. Nakano hits a crossbody, taking out Kari and her fellow Cosmic Angel members. Then a bridging soup, German suplex that got a two count. That was actually. Pretty cool uh, move there. Then she hits the Steiner screwdriver. That almost got the win. But Kari comes back with a spinning back fist. That got a two count. Hits another one. Then hits the insane double. Insane elbow for the win at 5 minutes and 56 seconds. I give this match 6 out of 10. And we both got this one right. Yeah, this was short. But I think it was a good get a feel for, you know, the women at, you know, the Tokyo Dome with the rest of, you know, the rest of the men actually i thought it was great it fit right in uh wish it was a little longer yeah but I won't, I won't complain with the card already having 12 matches you know some of these matches do have to be cut down however uh, oh sorry Sam. Uh, i was gonna say however we had the expected expected debut of uh sasha banks or mercedes monet yeah, she came up uh, before I get to that right quick. I say I was agree with it. They, they, I was actually shocked this one, a little less than six minutes. I thought they could have used at least five minutes more, maybe at the most. 10, 11 minutes. Of, I mean, it was still a good match. I was, I just wish it was a little bit longer, but that's just a nitpick there. But um, yeah, Sasha Banks, well, the former Sasha Banks versus Monet came out. I laugh like Kevin Kelly's at like the worst wrestling. Secret, we all know she was coming up. Uh, basically, Manoy and Kari go face to face who for the women's title. She tried to go for like a look like a glory bomb. I'm not 100% sure what that move was supposed to be. I think Kari took like land too early. Then, after the after that, she gets on Manoy gets on the mic, ending with a new catchphrase, and then basically confirming that her and Kari will face off a battle in the valley in San Jose in February for the women's title. That's got to be a banger. Yeah, I I cannot wait for Battle of the Valley for that. That is going to be... Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, that'll be a good match. That'll be a good card, I think. Um, up next, we have the IWGP tag titles. Bishamon, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi successfully defeat FTR. Yep. So, uh, yo. So before I get into the match, Cash Wheeler, poor Cash Wheeler, man, he he got to the building right at bell time with his 
uh, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter saying the his trip, his flights there. It's funny that just I opened my phone quickly as we're recording and that popped up. <laughs> I see that. I'm like, oh my god, Cash! I felt so bad for him. I'm like, uh oh. And then he, I oh, I didn't know what. I, I had to go back and see because at first I heard Kevin Guy talking. I was like, what's he? What? What happened? So I I looked on Twitter. I found. I was like, oh my god, Cash! But at least he made it. But uh, Yoshihashi and Cash, speaking of Cash, we were him and Yoshihashi start the match off. They had a feel and out process before uh, Dax Howard and Hiroki Goto get that. They were training right hands. Uh, Yoshiashi comes in. They were trying to go for Shoto on Dax Howard early, but Wheeler broke it up. Wheeler with a tope takes out Bijamon before Power Plaques um, on the Goto got a two count. FTR hits Goto with clotheslines. Goto reversed uh, Big Rig, hit a Roshi on Harwood. Did Bishamon try to go for Shoho, Shoto again, but they got caught in the Big Rig. Yoshihashi broke up the count there. Uh, Harwood got thrown twice with Goto, then got hit by it. That bought Goto some time. Yoshihashi gets the tag back in. He get, Harwood gets even a super kick. He escapes Karma, hits a pile driver for a two count, then a spike pile driver. I thought that was it, honestly, but Goto somehow comes and breaks it up. He gets chucked to the outside. Yoshihashi blocks a, a big rig. Goto sends Wheeler to the outside before Bishwan hits a double super kick on Hardwood and then the Shoto for the win at 10 minutes and 10 seconds. New champs, I give this match. This is an Ethan pick, Sam, 8 out of 10. Yeah, this one, uh, I mean, again, what what's there to say about FGR that hasn't been said? They're one of the best tag teams. They'll probably be the tag team of the 2020s, if we're being real. Uh, what this means for them now, I'm curious, because they've lost all the tag titles. Yeah, they lost all their titles there. They lost the Ring of our World tag titles at Final Battle to the Briscoes, and then at the AAA show to uh, Dragon Lee and Dresco before they vacated when Dragon Lee announced he's not with WWE. Now they lost the tag titles to Bishamon, but this was an excellent match. I gave it eight out. This is a Ethan pick. Yeah, no, I was just, I'm just, I'm curious because I heard rumors, and again, they're rumors. I don't know whether to take them with a grain of salt about them potentially going back to, you know, WWE. Um, which is kind of, I, I think it'd be weird, especially after seeing that whole gun club bit on AEW this week. Yeah, I don't think they're I mean they might I don't know. I've been seeing rumors as well. I think their contracts right away AEW. I think they expired in April, I believe. I'm not 100 percent I know it's sometime this year I just came out, but they said they might do indies for a bit before going back to any contract quote unquote contracts. Which is fine. Sometimes you need to just go and do your own thing for a while. I mean it worked well for Matt Cardona. Yes, that's it. I've seen that. And I also seen that there's one match I want to see. I see Fonz for is forever calling out FTR. I, I want to see that match really badly. No, I, 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 I agree with that. Next, we had the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship. I'm surprised I didn't call this the IWGP World Television title. Uh, minor, minor. Uh, notice but whatever not a big deal zach saber jr defeating ren narita by submission we called this one it's his time it's time to give him a title yes uh the but the bishop on match but we we both got that one right as well awesome 
So uh, Narita and Saxiverger start the matchup with going for arm bars before Narita took CSJ down with a front kick. Saber blocks a half hash suplex, dumps Narita with a excuse me arm whip and then a stomp to the elbow. Before Narita hit a overhead belly belly suplex off the ropes. Uh, Saber Jr. They battle over a corporate twist. They're just going back and forth, training front kicks, knocking each other down. Uh, Zach Saber Jr. hit a PK kick and then nails Narita with uppercuts before Narita hit him with a bridging sport like a two count. Saber Jr. Zach Saber Jr. locked him in the leg lock. And he just, as soon as Narita gets to the ropes, Zach Saber Jr. just torments him with a kick to the chest. Narita returns the favor though, hits a Nord like duplex that only got a two count. Saber Jr. Zach with a bunch of submission holds. Uh, he got knocked down. Zach Saber Jr. almost got a win with the European clutch. Narita hit the Narita special number three. That came so close again, that three count. I thought that was it. But Saber Jr. pulls now into an armbar for the quick submission win. So Zach Jr. wins by submission, 10 minutes and 32 seconds. Another Ethan pick, eight out of 10. Yeah, no, this was uh, this was great. <sighs> Zach Saber Jr. is another one. I don't think he gets enough credit. I'm not, I don't think, I don't know if he's a main eventer, but he's always just, he's like, He's the technical god over in New Japan. I'm just never disappointed with something that man does. Oh no, I've been impressed. I've been impressed with Saxon over the last few years since what I can. But he, um, I've seen a little bit of work in Noah like years ago. But mostly New Japan, like he, like he won the New Japan Cup twice. He's been a multi-time tag champ with Taiji. He finally got the his first singles title. I don't think like he'll be a main eventer. I I think he. I mean, I believe he will be, but I don't think New Japan will push him there. But he finally got his first uh, singles title in New Japan, and like I said, this is a Ethan Beck eight out of ten. And then after the match, uh, Shane Hayes, and Mikey Nichols from TMDK come out. They offered CHJ a spot in the group, and he accepts the T-shirt. They were together in pro wrestling Noah like years ago, but now they're reuniting in New Japan since uh, Jonah brought to week. Went back to WWE. No, and that's 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 awesome. Uh, I was pretty curious to see what was going to happen with some of these uh, Suzuki Gun guys, and now it's cool to kind of see where P- alliance is already being made. Uh, next up, we had the uh, Never Open Weight Title match: Tamatanga defeating Carl Anderson uh, to gain the Never Open Weight Title. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so before the match, uh, Carl Anderson nails Tonga with a with the number one title, and then they go outside. He got Tom Tonga suplex neck first over the guardrails. That looked like that hurt. Uh, Anderson tried to do the count out, but he takes him up to the uh, ramp and hits a Bernard driver. That was his old tag part of John Bernard, a.k.a. Tenzai, a.k.a. like many man names, now known as Matt Bloom at the Performance Center. They were t- together as a tag team in the early 2010s as uh, Bad Intentions. Uh, Carlos are trying to go for a gun stun, but Tonga pushes him away. Anderson crashes on the ramp. They get back in the ring. Their train blows on the apron. Tom and Tonga try to go for his own gun stun, but Anderson counter with a big boot. Uh, Anderson had an uppercut. Tonga came out of court with a clothesline, then a stinger splash. Then a second one came up short as Anderson hit a TKO for only a two count. Tonga hits a Death Valley driver. 
He tried to go for a supreme flow, but he got cut off by Anderson's uh, avalanche brain buster. And then Tonga finally hit the supreme slow. That only got two count. Then he blocks the Anderson gun stun, hits his own seconds later. Then he launches out of corner went off the middle rope before a third one puts him away in nine minutes and 35 seconds. I give this match six out of 10. This was actually pretty good for almost less than 10 minute match. But I'm glad Tomatog is finally getting a proper run at the number one point title. Yeah. No, it'll be nice to see him uh, see him get that run with that. And I said we both got the uh, that one right. I think that was a, that one was like a given. If anything was a given on this card, I think it was that. Especially yeah. with Carl Anderson being signed with WWE. That was the that that was like the one match because we're we're not the only ones who said that. Like I heard multiple people saying that they said this is like the one match. Like everybody knows that they Anderson's not leaving new. Going back to do with the number one point title, but I'm glad Tom and Tonga could actually get a proper run at the title. Not his first reign. That was too I'm still salty about that. That was too, way too short. He should have got a way longer run. But let's hope on this run he could actually get a at least a decent run and have some great matches. Yeah, he's not a nobody. He's been there for a while. And he um no, I'm just I he's he... He should be moving up the card. He should be a good mid carder, you know, close to close to headliner. I think at some point, maybe not like Okada and Jay White, but he's further up the card. I mean, eighth match on the cards, I think, pretty high. Yeah, good he, spot for them. Yeah, he was a semifinal. They well, they really wanted to get to beat Jay White in this year's G one in the semifinals, or sorry, in block action before losing to Okada in the semifinals of the G one. But I think he'll be a little up there, at least. I guess him getting a shot at the U.S. title, or it, he already had a shot at the world title, but I think he'll hold it in the next five years. It's a good call. It's a good call. Uh, following that, we had uh, Ke- Keji Mudo's last match in New Japan with Keji Mudo, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Shota Omi- Omino? Umino. Umino, wow. Uh, Red Shoes' son. Taking on defeat in Los Angeles, De Japan, uh, Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. Yeah, so we got uh, teacher versus student start this match off as Sonata and Kujimoto start the match. Uh, they did it too sweet before Sonata went for the knees, hit a draw kick, low draw kick, backbreaker. He hits a moonsault. I actually thought the match was gonna be, I was like, oh, what a waste. But luckily, Mudo kicked out. He hit his own draw, low draw kick, then a shiny wizard. He tried to go to the top rope, but uh, Tanahashi stopped him. So instead, he gets an elbow drop. Tanahashi gets tagged in. They cleared the IJ apron. Uh, hit a springboard crossbody out of the corner before Sonata took control. Bushi gets in, hits a neck breaker on Tanahashi. That got a two count. Then we got Tanahashi to see Naito gets tagged in. They go back and forth. Or should uh, Uno gets tagged in, hits Naito with a missile draw kick. Then he took Sonata out. And then Uno hit Naito with a fisherman suplex that got a two count. And then uh, STF, while Bushi and were trying to make the save, but uh, Mudo hit figure four. Tanahashi had Naito in the, or sorry, Sonata in the Texas Cloverleaf. That got broken up. Naito comes back with a neck breaker. Bushi hits a draw kick. He gets a reverse DDT. 
we get the parade of moves as all six men in the ring before uh, Mudo hit Bushi with the Sunny Wizard. Then a Dev Rider Umino gets to win in nine minutes, 20 seconds. I give this match six out of 10. Yeah, it's a good send off. It was kind of like the uh, Antonio Noki match. Good send off. Um, it's Tanahashi and Naito. I mean, that's, those are, they're, they're, they're just workhorses in the ring. Uh, to see Umino, that whole send off at the end, uh, not the send off, what did they word it as? Uh, the pass of the torch. Passing of the torch, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Mudo's going to be back there. I think he's going to the end of December or end of December. Sorry. Uh, end of January, where him and Sting and Darby Allen are teaming up. And I think he's, then he got a pro wrestling no one in the Tokyo Dome as well. So he's got two more one is Great Muda, and then one as Kuchimoto. So he's going to be right back in the Dome in like a month. Nice. Nice. So next up, we have Hiromu Takahashi defeating Taiji Ishimori, El Desperado, and Master Wano for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. I almost... Um, this is what I'll say before you hop into this, Ethan. Yeah. For me, there are two people when I think Junior Heavyweight title. It's either Kushida or Hiromu Takahashi. Oh, yeah, I totally agree there. If I had to make top five, I'd put those two in there. I'd put Desperado. I'd put, you got to put Ishimori in there. Like, no, I'm not talking about the past. I'm talking about, like, right, like, the last, like, ten, like, I'll say the last, like, five years. Yep. It's been Hiromu, Desperado, Ishimori, and Kushida before he went to read and then came back. I'd probably throw, who else got thrown through? Well, that's probably the main four, but it, this was a fun match. And by the way, the six-man tag, before I forget, uh, we got that one match as well. That one, we got both correct. Nice. So, um, Ishimori powers into the bell to the outside. We basically have a battle of the roll-ups. Ishimori walks up to the ramp. Uh, as all three, the three challengers chase him up there, but they crash on the ramp. Ishimori runs back, and they try to do a count out. And yes, in New Japan, they do count and DQs in Fatal 4 Race. They uh, get back in at 19, but we basically get a submissions. We have a dueling submissions. Takahashi has Wado in the D. Desperado has uh, Ichimori in the numero dos. Ichimori broke it up and prevented away from Dapano. They go back Desperado with a top on Kuro. They all sent Wado with a senton. Takahashi with a back sent off the top rope. We get another count out tease, but Takahashi will get back in. Uh, Takahashi escapes the tent on Tombstone Pile Driver. He hits his pow pow power bomb. Ishimori gets in the ring reverse DT to Takahashi before Desperado hits the Gonorade Angel on Ishimori. Waddle stops a Penche Loco, hits a head kick that sends Desperado out of the ring. All four men are laid out. That starts the normal 10 count in the ring. Master Waddle, I thought this was kind of stupid to be honest with you. Waddle hit Ishimori with the Red Cimente, I'm probably butchering that. But instead of going for the cover, he lets go. He goes to the top row, hits the R, tries to go for the RPP, but Desperado blocks it. We get a Tower of Doom spot. And then, uh, you know, I'm going with Powerball and Ishimori. Desperado broke it up. Uh, he hit Nakahashi with a Pinche Loco, but the second one counter into a time bomb. I thought that was it. Waddle comes back and hits a 
Rinse and Mente on Ishimori, but Ishimori actually was the smartest one here, pulled the referee out of the match. Out of the, excuse me, sorry, out of the ring to save the match. Ishimori hits Waddle with a chair. He throws the ref back in the ring. Waddle escapes the plot, bloody cross. Takahashi broke up the count. Uh, German suplex that that gave Waddle. I actually thought Waddle had the win there. Before Takahashi drills Waddle to the mat with the time bomb too to get the win in 16 minutes and 43 seconds. This is another Ethan Pixam 9 out of 10. Yeah, this was an awesome... This was an awesome, awesome bout. I just, I always look forward to these. Um, the junior heavyweight title matches, they know, they always almost never disappoint. No. I think this is the third um, junior heavyweight fatal because we had the one with Osprey, Marty's girl, Hiroma and Kushida Cup there in 2017. Mm-hmm. We just had a bunch of excellent junior heavyweight. The second, I believe, a wrestle game. I apologize. I should have done more, more research before we recorded. But Hiromu does win the drill with top. This was an excellent, excellent match. This was a drop an F bomb here. So this was fucking fire. This one I gave nine out of ten. I this is another match I go recommend checking out. And this match I got right because I said Hiromu. I same. I think you got this because I think you said Ishimori was winning. I might have said he was going to retain. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, so great match. I definitely that'll be one I want to revisit. One that I've already revisited though, and I'm going to revisit again. Uh, Ethan, you were on the ball when you said this should have been the main event. Kenny Omega, and I don't know which who we picked here because I think we were just so in, in engulfed in what this match could be and became taking on defeating Will Ospreay to become the IWGP US Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, so this one, actually, this is the only time I think me and you uh, disagreed, or second time, because you got this one right, I got this one wrong. I said Osprey, you said Omega. <laughs> so uh, Omega sliced up Osprey at the bell. We get some technical, some side headlock action from Omega. Osprey kicks up, hits a short tackle for Carbio draw kicks, it's Omega to the outside. He hits a plancha. Omega gets thrown into the guardrails. Uh, Omega throws Osprey into the apron, into the bar that looked like that that shit hurt. Hits a Finley roll, led to the moonsault that only got a two count. Then he he just throws Osprey in the corner. He removes it, uh, sends a back first in the exposed turnbuckle. He hits a backbreaker that got a two count, hits a corporate twist. Osprey with the slim dog, sorry, stun dog millionaire. He hits the Supreme Four, I still believe he calls it the Chip to Cheerio. I'm not 100% sure on the name. That got a two count. They trade chops. Osprey hits Insiguri. Osprey trades, teases the Stormbreaker, but they trade strikes instead. Hits a super kick on Omega, but he grabs the ropes to avoid the Oz counter on the edge of the ring. I, oh, my back was hurting after seeing that spot. Mm hmm. Uh, Omega drops down. He tell, pulls out a table. He threw Osprey's uh, back into the and it's double stomp for the table. Throws him into the guardrails. Suplex him on the full table. Oh, sorry. Osprey throws Omega the guards and suplex on the full table. Then hits a beautiful crunch screw moves off the top rope to the floor. Uh, flying form to the back of Omega's head that somehow got a two count. Uh, he countered the uh, Oscotter. Omega hit, nails 
Osprey with a B trigger and a reverse Hurricanrana. Over the knee, Fisherman Facebuster got a two count. Omega's just taking control of the match. Uh, Osprey got back and hit a, a first a crush group kick, then the Os cutter that got a two count. Hitting a cheeky Nando's as Omega's thrown in the corner. Uh, Osprey trying to go for a one man Spanish fly. Instead, Omega with a DDT in the exposed corner. That that spot was great, but ouch. Uh, Osprey's busted open. He beat the count out somehow, and then Omega dropped his one for the ropes. Crashing there. Hits a uh, Topcon Hero. Top of D. You can see Osprey all is just marked up in the DDT. Then he throws him for the table that was left, or did the, the Here's Johnny spot. Spike Pile Driver, and then a Snapdragon Suplex was followed. Hits a Leaping J Driller, but that got a rope break. He. My man went to the top row, but Osprey uh, throws counter, pretty much crotches him. Sorry, I'm getting a little tongue twist there. Uh, chop rope run up, but Omega pulls him down on the same turnbuckle, hit a diving feed trigger to the back of Osprey's head. They go back up to the top row, try to go for Avalanche One Wing Angel, but I say it was an Avalanche Christ Rav. Haven't seen that move in a long time. Followed by feed trigger that somehow got a two count. Osprey fires up with quad kicks, a snap feed trigger, but Osprey flips out, hits a settle power bump for a two count, followed by Chelsea Grin, followed by two hidden blades, Oz caught her out of the corner. Oh my god, I'll make kicks out. He blocks a Stormbreaker. One and Angel got counted to a roll-up, followed by Styles Clash paying tribute to former Bull Club with AJ Styles. Running him blade, I got a two count, followed by Stormbreaker. Omega slips out and hit counter with a feed trigger. But by a short hand blade to the face of Omega the front way. They're, they grab each other's wrists as teen off each other's strikes. Omega has a German suplex before one more feed trigger. Osprey th- spits at Omega. Omega hit the uh, pain tribute to his best friend Kota Bushi with the Kamagoe, followed by the one winning Angel. Omega wins the United for the second time at 34 minutes and 38 seconds. Sam, I'm going above 10 out of 10. I give this match 11 out of 10. This was Fucking amazing match. Yeah, we're already talking match of the year candidate with this one. This this is Oh my god, I can't say enough. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Like I'm just like sitting here being like uh, there is nothing wrong about this match. This is this delivered, and you can see why Kenny brought the you know, is they're gonna give him some time over here. He's prime omega in new japan nothing against his AEW stuff but he's prime like he feels like the biggest thing on the planet over in japan oh yeah this is uh like like parasite what you said sam like uh, i like his stuff in AEW. he's had some excellent bangers there but oh my god when he's in japan different he, he's back to his old new japan's uh omega Oh my god, I, I I can't stop saying that. But what, what uh, this match was great. I don't watch matches back that often. It's super weird, I, but I do. But this one I watched at least three or four times. Like two of the greatest wrestlers to be alive, and I'm still gonna die on that hill, Sam. This should have been the main event. No, I, I agreed. After watching it twice, I agree. Uh, following that, we had the main event: Kazuchika Okada take it on and defeating Jay White to become the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Yep, so Jay White uh, goes on the ropes to kick the match off. Okada chases Ghetto away. 
distraction kind of worked as way hit a back suplex as a call got in the ring. And White rakes him in the eyes. Uh, he throw him in the guardrails, throw him inside the ring with a gore buster. Okada hung in the ropes back inside the ring as uh, White hit a half hash suplex for a two count. White just kept like shouting that too sweet, which never caught on. Honestly, I like you, all the UJ White, but you gotta stop doing it. That that shit's annoying. Uh, snap DDT from Okada, followed by Flapjack as White gets into the ropes. Back up into the corner, some short charges. They go back and forth. Uh, they go up the aisle. Gato try to strike Okada again, but instead got hit with a double DDT from Okada with him and White. Excuse me, sorry about that. Uh, White hit a Blade Buster for a two count, followed by a Kiwi Crusher. He tried to go for a sleeper, su- a sleeper suplex in the corner, but uh, he got charged up with a chop to the Okada's knee. He teases the Tanahashi Tapa, which is basically a reverse fail four, a figure four, but Okada a push three, make it a ropes. Okada tried to go for money clip. That that now put him away, hit a tombstone, spinning rainmaker before Okada gets back in the money clip. Referee checks him to see Waikiki going, but he made it to the ropes. Gato gets on the stop a dive from Okada, but he knocks him out, hits a flip sentinel top up anyway. He slams Jay White, goes for the Top of bubble drop, but wait, sinks his ass to avoid a ringmaker. Avoid a ringmaker. There we go. They pull up trade elbows. Gale gets in the ring, creating another distraction. Jay hits a low blow. He hits a ear knocky instead for a sleeper suplex, was switched up. Hits a central call to the outside. Playing someone with a sleeper suplex, followed by a regalplex. Almost got a win. He goes for the blade runner, but Alcada slips out and hits a German suplex. He backslides and hits him with a series of Rainmakers, followed by a landslide tombstone, followed by another Rainmaker. That got reversed into a Blade Runner. That was actually a cool spot. Uh, Jay White tried to go for another Blade Runner, but he fights it off. He, instead, he hits his own Rainmaker. He calls it the J Maker, which I, I laughed at the name, followed by a Ripcore Blade Runner that got switched into a Rainmaker. I thought Alcada had to win at that spot there. They go back and forth. They're on their knees. They are going back and forth. Jay White catches his second win and chops Okada down to the map. White is like almost in tears, screaming at Okada, taking tell Okada he's not gonna take the title away from him, but Okada knocks him down at his attempt at insecurity. White slips out a Cobra Flosion, but if couldn't avoid a boy runner from Okada. Cobra Influsion and followed by one more Rainmaker get the win at 33 minutes and 3 seconds. Sam does another Ethan pick 10 out of 10. I recommend this match, but they cannot follow Omega Osprey. No, but it also is good to know Okada and White, they still delivered. Both of them still delivered. Uh, you could have flipped this round. Yeah. Double main event was awesome. It didn't... It... New Japan is one of the few wrestling companies out there that almost every time they have their flagship event, the main event almost always, always hits. Now I'm saying that and I haven't watched like 20 years of it. So who knows what's going back to the nineties, what they have. Yeah. This match was great there. I gave it 10 out of 10. We both got this match right by the way, uh, Sam, like I said uh, before, like when we're talking about the preview, like, this view was cold, but every time they get in the rain, they just created ex- their matches are not. They've just been excellent matches. So I was trying to say, like, brain just stop away for a sec. <laughs> but this <laughs> match, uh, 
if I had to pick like the top three, I pretty much the last three matches the world the US title match, the world title and the junior boy title match. But so far we're only five days into January and already I have twelve matches and half of them are from this pay-per-view. Yeah. No, this is this is an event to watch um again or if you when the end of 2023 i i know i'm already pushing us there uh end of 2023 comes this is going to be an event that will probably need to be talking top 10 yeah and already so far my number one match is probably going to be osprey and omega but we'll we're we're not even there yet but no right now that that ma- I can't get a- that match, which is excellent. Like this was a great. This is the first wrestling game in a long time. I think I've been like really excited. Like I like wrestling one of my favorite seasons besides WrestleMania and stuff. But like wrestling man tonight, last one yesterday's show was just excellent. Like six matches that are just nothing but bangers. The women's tall match was excellent. I wish they went a little bit longer, but that's just us nitpicking. But easily Omega Osprey match of the night. This should have been. I still say this should have been the main event. This is the rare case where they should have put the US, the world title in semi instead of the main event. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. However, the fun didn't stop there. So this was my first time watching a whole New Year's Dash start to finish. I almost never get to it, depending on this time of the year. Um, I'm not sure if that's usually how it goes, where they have like the whole card like non-existent until um the show but i was really curious i'm like okay i'm like i like this we don't know anything who's going to show what's you know what matches are going to take place um we had seven matches uh the first one house of torture evil yujun takahashi and dick togo taking on defeating tomoaki hanma tiger mask and ren narita oh sorry so, uh, sorry i forgot before uh we got to near stature i just want to say after the match, uh, Shingo comes out and challenges Okan for the IWGP World title. Takagi Rickon's uh, winning the KOBW title last year. He qualifies for a shot, and Okada basically just blew him off and did the Inoki quote to close out Wrestle Kingdom. Yep, no, I do remember that. Yeah, I forgot about that. For some reason, I was thinking about what happened at New Year's Dash. Oh, well, actually, we'll get to that when we get to the main event there. I just forgot. I I know he did it twice, so I, I was like, oh, I forgot to bring that up. But uh, House of Torture, like you said, defeated Hama, Tiger Master, and Narita. Typical House of Torture crap. They attacked Tiger Master early in the match, but Tiger Master hits Dick Togo with a total off backbreaker. Uh, Think go to the outside, mask, Tiger Master and Narita throws Togo in the guardrails before Togo tried to remove Tiger's, no pun intended, Tiger's mask. mask. Uh, Evil chokes my tiger mask with the towel. Takahashi, your drill comes in with a snap mirror, hits a draw kick for a two count before Tiger Mask hits the Tiger Driver to give him some time. Narita, or as they write jokes, Joe Gay calls him Kajir Shabbat Jr., comes in, clears the house, hits a half suplex for a two count, press armbar on Yudro, but Yudro makes the ropes. He bites his way out with Cobra Twist, breaks him in the eyes, and then a low kick. Evil comes in and Boots everybody away. Tagwahama comes in, tries to go for a Kakashi on Evil, but misses. House of Torture comes in, takes control. Evil tries to go for the everything is evil, but Hama escapes and it's a weeping Kakashi. Then a normal one for a two count. He misses the the 
the on the ground one and hits a and Togo comes in with a car wire to distract him. Takahashi hits the pimp game before a magic killer puts this match to bed. At eight minutes and twenty eight seconds, I give this match four out of ten. Easily like one of the worst matches of the night. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. Um, definitely could have had improvements, um, but not mad. Um, one of the weaker ones, but it was still it was still uh, fun to watch and see everybody. Uh, following that, we had Taichi Yusha. I'll let you. Yeah, no problem there, buddy. Uh, Yoshiro, Kamaru, and uh, Doki. There we go. Defeat United Pirates Junior over Tag Champs, Francisco Kira, TJP, and Will Osprey. Uh, by the way, they're going by just four guys now. Don't ask me why they did that, but that's what Taco mentioned to before the match started. So we started with Kamaru and TJP. They go ground for ground. Akira gets tagged in as United Pirates takes control. We get another guardrail spot. You're, I'm probably going to say that a lot tonight during this uh, review. TGP takes back in Kira, hits a back sent on Karamaru. Osprey gets taken in since Karamaru into the corner. Repeated elbow shots. Taichi comes in, but Osprey just slaps the shit out of him. Then hits a power on Karamaru, but Karamaru gets out of it, hits the integrity on Osprey. Taichi hits some quad kicks, then one to the back of Osprey's head. He gets hit with an integrity. Kira comes in and Takes control. Axe Bomber for Taiji lands, but he couldn't make the cover, so he takes in Doki. They go back, Togi and Akira go back and forth, a swing in near like Norlight Suplex. Now he got the win for Doki, but Akira stomps on him as he counters the Suplex De La Luna. Trio kicks, sandwiches Doki in the corner before Crossbody got a two count. Kamaru stops Akira from hitting the lean tower. Instead, he tries to go for the speed fire, but Doki hits Akira with the Sky Special to get the win at 9 minutes, 17 seconds. I get this match 6 out of 10. But after the match, United Empire attacks um, just four guys. Osprey kicks Mitch Noku in the, in the balls. Then Osprey and Taichi basically mouth off to each other before the young lines had to come in and break up. This was actually a fun match. I wouldn't mind seeing Osprey and Taichi uh, going one on one again, and I actually do want to see Kamau and Doki get a shot at the junior tag team titles. Yeah, now I'm curious to see what happens in United Open. I've noticed there was a trend between um, Will Ospreay and Jay White tonight. Definitely very emotional, but we'll get into the Jay White end of things a little later. Uh, following on, we had Bullet Club, Girls Destiny, Tomatonga, Hangaloa, and Bullet Club. Wait a minute. Oh no, you you skipped a few matches there. Oh wow, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Sorry, I had 2021 posted in front of me. I'm like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> it's okay, brother. Um, we had TMDK, Zach Sabre Jr., uh, Mikey Nichols, and Shane Hayes taking on defeating Chaos, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi. So uh, Shane Hayes and one half of the new IWGP Tag Champs, Hiroki Goto, start the match up. They lock up. Uh, that oh, keeps saying oh, I don't mean to. Uh, Hayes doesn't break. Bishmon clubs away team decay. Zach Saber Jr. gets in there, but Ishii basically help takes out Saber Jr. Hayes cuts Goto's arm over the ropes and begins stomping on it. They take control as Zach Saber Jr. works on Goto's injured arm. He goes after Ishii in the ring. They go back and forth into a back suplex. Zach Saber Ishii trades some strikes before he takes him down with a corporate twist. 
Ishii takes down Sacks of Virginia with a short tackle. Yoshihashi gets in to try to go for the Shoto, but it got broken up. Team Decay hits Yoshihashi with the tag buster to get the win at eight minutes and two seconds. I give this match six out of ten. After the match, Saxon Virginia moves Bogan a member for DMTK. Then he ropes in Young Line because she puts a Fujita to be part of the group. Sam, this was actually a fun match. I wouldn't. This sets up. This has to set up uh, DMTK as the next challenge, first challenger for Bijamon for the IWGP Tag Team Titles. You know, this was fun. Like again, uh, anything Zack Saber Junior is in. Um, it, I don't know. I ju- I did enjoy it. I enjoyed every bit of uh, this this match. Uh, like I did most of them. I feel like this is a display of everyone who wrestled like the night before, almost. Yeah. Like, um, almost like you know, just kind of a shorter show. You get to see a little bit of everybody all at once. Yeah, and then uh, oh, what were you saying about that New Year's Dash? So Moshi, what they do is on New Year's Dash shows, they announce the card Moshi like the day off, so like right before bell time. But this year they did the mystery vortex thing, like the day at the forty fourth from Rumble Rumble on Forty Fourth Street back in October, that Halloween show. But essentially the KOPW title match because that was the only match like officially confirmed before today. Okay, okay, so. Next match, we had uh, Umino, Makabe, uh, Taguchi, and Yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking on Lawson Gobernan, Blaze, De Japan, Tetsuya Naito, Sanada Bushi, and Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah, so LJ attacks uh, Taguchi, Japan. Taguchi uh, tried to attempt to overcome LJ, uh, saw a leap, but Bushi at top, it hits a top of drop. They do the spot in the corner with the Gucci pretty much puts his ass in the air and pretty much their opponent's faces get thrown into him. But it backfired as Yo and Makabe got thrown face first in the cheeks. KY just sat down in the air. Uh Taguchi thought he was successful, but IJ was right behind him, so he tried to join them, but failed. Bushi attacks Taguchi. Haruma gets in, hits him in the corner with chops. Sonata t- basically Alj takes control of Taguchi till Yo comes in, breaks it up. They go back. Hiromu throws Yo into the rail, into the guardrails as Naito and Sonata takes down Taguchi for a two count. Taguchi fakes a hip, a hip attack for a one for good measure. Makabe comes in, takes down Sonata with mountain punches in the corner for a shoot. Uno gets in, hits arm drags and draw kicks. Sonata rolls out a sunset flip, ties up uh, Umino in the paradise lock. Naito comes in, goes for his bad knee. STF was locked in, but Bushi gets back. Broke the submission up. Hormonio go back and forth until uh, Falcon Arrow got a two count. IJ is just being down Yo as Snido holds him down for the Hormon Chan Bomber that got a two count. Yo counters out a time bomb. Hormon counters the five star clutch before Super King kicking Yo to the mat. <clears throat> he looks to hit the time bomb too, but Yo counter hit a reverse Hurricane Super Kick and then over the knee Falcon Arrow and a direct drive to get the win in 13 minutes and 17 seconds. Fun little match that sets up. <clears throat> I imagine this probably sets up Yo as the first challenger for Horomos Jr. Have wait till probably at the new beginning, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, Maybe on the road too. Especially after Horomos take uh eats the pin there. Yeah, but that was a little surprising where mm-hmm. Horomo just won the junior Vital yesterday. I thought uh since Bushi is there, I figure Bushi would be the pin eater. 
but I'm surprised it was actually Hiromu. I get you guys have challenges for the junior weight title, but I mean, I think it was a little too early to put to get Hiromu the pin there. Yeah, I don't know. It's it'll be curious to see what they do with that. Uh, up next, we had Girls of Destiny, Hikaloto and Tamatanga taking on no, with Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Masawato defeating Bullet Club, El Fantasma, Jay White, Kenta, and Taiji Ishimori. Yeah, so Ishimori and Wado start the match. Uh, Wado takes out Ishimori down with a Bulldog. Tanahashi and Kenta get Taden. They're basically having a clap off to the crowd as this show was a clap crowd again. Kenta hits a side headlock, but Tanahashi counters put one of his own. Hit the DDT. Uh, Kenta try to go for the Bullet Club call, but Hikaleo stops it pretty quick. Former world champ Jay White gets tagged in, works over Tanahashi. Tanahashi comes back, but Tanahashi hits a dragon screw to Jay White. Hikaleo comes in. They go back and forth. Kenta and Ishimori come in. They get laid out with clotheslines for uh, Jay White's two sweet chops in the corner. Power Slam from Hikaleo got a two count. Ishimori, or sorry, Alpha Tasmo and the new Neverboy Chim Tomatong come in. ELP hits splash in the corner for he goes in for the attempt at the CR2, but Tonga escapes. But Alpha Tasmo lays him out with a UFO. Get a uh, every man in the in the match spot in the ring. Hikaleo hits a power something to wipe for ELP. Uh, we're off Tonga almost for the win. I got a two count. Tonga hits uh, ELP with the Tonga twist. Ghetto runs in and gets laid with a stun gun. ELP grabs the number one weight title and hits Tonga, Tama Tonga with it to get the, them the DQ win. So they win at 11 minutes and 25 seconds. I give this match five out of 10. I can see ELP being the first challenger for uh, Tama Tonga. A little tease there. Then after the match, uh, Jay White lays out Hikaleo with a chair and then challenges him to a loser leaves Japan match. Hmm. That, that threw me off guard when I saw that stipulation. Yeah, and again, this goes back to some of the stipulations, uh, some of we were talking about the rumors about Jay White potentially going to WWE, which almost feels unlikely, but I mean, in the world we live in right now, it wouldn't surprise me anymore. It wouldn't either, but I mean, he, he's at that the last cup. They've been saying that the last like year or two. I Honestly, I'll believe it when I see it. Yep. But, I mean, actually, this year I could, I guess, see it, unless they want to keep White just on strong only. I know he was an impact last year, but I don't know if he wants to go back there or not. But I think this could be a new beginning match. I could see it happen if they do whenever they make the match official. Because I was trying to say, I think Hikaleo beats White and maybe goes to WWE. I'm not. I don't really want to see him in WWE to be honest with you. I think he should stay. I'd rather him go to Impact. To be honest with you, than WWE. No, agreed, agreed. I'm I'm loving Impact when I do watch it. Have to watch it again uh, at some point. Uh, following that, we had Shingo Takage defeating Sho, Great Okan, and Toriano to win the inaugural provisional POPW 2023 championship belt. Yeah, so it's a belt this time. It's a trophy, which honestly, I think it should have been... Uh, I get they were trying to do something different, but honestly, they should have just did the um, title belt from the beginning when it was created three years ago in 2020. Uh, match begins with Show stepping outside the bell. Toriyano does the exact same thing, so Okan and Shingo square off to start the match. Yano and Show run in, try to get the wins with roll-ups, but they kicked out. And then we saw Yujiro and Dick Togo come down. They pulled Takagi and Okan to the outside. Yano with his normal Yano spot with the off the corner pad. Then Bukahi got thrown in the exposed corner. 
Then got he got sent to the outside so house torture can take their shots in. Yano kicks out with cover before Show locks him in the snake bite. Shingo breaks it up. And then Show takes control on uh Shingo. More distraction of Yujiro the clock Takagi with the chair as the referee was distracted. Still doesn't work. Show try to go for a spear, but Shingo counter with a DDT. Hit the back sent on Show before sliding later was avoided. Show a bunch of elbows, try to go for some, but uh, Takagi comes about combinations. Okanyano returned in the match. He tries to hit, try to go for the limiter on Show, but Show kicks him in the balls. He has a lot of dick kicking today on the show. <laughs> uh, Show lays out Yano with a chair. Takagi blocks another chair shot. The ref catches him with the chair, but he doesn't call off the match as Takagi and Okan went outside to suppose take out House of Torture. Takagi charging Takahashi for the garlic and all evil and Dick Togo off their seats. Show is begging in the rain not to uh, get taken out by Taka- Shingo and Great Okan. And then we get a battle of the Mongolian chops as Okan and Takagi go back and forth. Yano snucks in and hits an atomic drop. He sends Okan to the corner, tries to save on Takagi, but Shingo puts brakes. He tries to go for a lariat. He gets laid out with a limiter that takes him out of the match. He goes for the Okan, sorry. Okan goes for the cover, but Takagi breaks it up, hits a slowing punch, and then nails Yano to the mat with the last of the dragon. Like you said, Shingo Takagi is your first 2023 KOPW champion. 12 minutes and 50 seconds. I give this match 6 out of 10. You know, Shingo said he didn't want to be in the KOPW title. He actually got the title. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the air with this. I'm super curious. However, uh, this main event, this main event was... Um, Shocking, to say the least. I was sent a video first thing this morning before I even watched this. Um, Kazuchika Okada and Kenny Omega taking on defeating United Empire of Aaron Hanare and Jeff Cobb. Yep. So, yeah, I, I was shocked this morning. Uh, this was the only match I was born. That's the only part of the match I've seen. Like before I fully watched the show, was I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Didn't have that on my 2023 card. Nope. Uh, Jeff Cobb and Omega start the match off. Like a clean break, Cobb eyeballs Okada. Omega was a German suplex as Okada has his way with Omega. So he takes in Okada. Aaron Hanari gets in. He teases kicks on Okada, but he takes him to the corner, hits a bunch of body blows. Hanari takes Okada with a thrust press. Then he knocks Omega off the apron. You know, Empire takes control of the match. Before Okada fight fights out the corner. Before getting decked by Anari, kick for a two count, followed by Anari locks an eye, arm choke. Okada escapes as he backs up with a neckbreaker slam. Omega gets back in, trades blow with Jeff Cobb, hits a suplex as Anari comes down, try, hits knees in the midsection of Omega. He lifts up uh, Anari for the Finley roll, spring boots up for a two count. Okada takes back in, excuse me, keeps things moving. Hanara ducks the landslide tombstone, takes Okada Ross for the threat as United Empire folks take control of Okada again in the match. Omega breaks the cover, lets Okada to go back, hit a draw kick, hit the top of our elbow. Then we get the Rainmaker zoom. As they wrap for the, we get a rain trigger, that's the Rainmaker V trigger combo before Anari gets hit with a second Rainmaker to get the win in 13 minutes and 36 seconds. I guess match 10 out of 10. Then after the match, we see Jeff Cobb get Omega's face teasing his first challenger for the U.S. title. As Omega was leaving, went leaving the ring, Okada does the close, the show closing speech. 
but he was interrupted by the KOPW 23 champion Shingo Takagi, who challenges again Okada for a world title match. Okada acknowledges he created the whole KW, KOPW mess and that he never held together with them. So I think we're teasing a either a winner takes all or a unification to close out the 2023 New Year Dash show. Yeah, that it was a fun. I mean, it was Kenny and Okada. Um, and obviously Jeff Cobb with the whole, you know, looking at him for the US title. I can see him, Kenny, showing up and strong and that happening at one of their events. Yeah, I could see it at the um like either on strong or at the new beginning show, but out of this whole seven match card, this was actually my favorite match of the night. I wouldn't mind. I, I would like to see a Cobb and Omega get in. We'll probably get I guess I don't think they'll unify the UK OBW title. I mean, I kind of hope they do, to be honest. But I think they'll probably do the winner takes all title for title match. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Well, it's been a it's been a wild couple of wild week. Great matches, Ethan. We're gonna thank you for talking again. Um, it's great to get your New Japan insight. Uh, We'll have to note your picks in your top 25 when we uh, drop this podcast. Yes. Yes. Oh, we will be back in a few weeks when we talk about night two at Yokohama uh, for Wrestle Kingdom 17. Guys, if you don't want to do so, please make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Above the Ring. You can find myself as the SB official. Ethan, as which uh, you plug yourself. Yep, so I'm on Twitter at wrestling underscore underscore, fan underscore nine. You can follow me on Instagram under my real name, Ethan Joshua Black. You can follow me on pwmania.com where I review WWE, AEW, wow, I screwed that up. WWE, AEW, New Japan, Stardom, Dragon Gate. Same thing with my website, wrestlingwithethan.wordpress.com. Follow me on Pro Wrestling Post where I review NWA and Impact. And you can catch me on those. You can, I'm pretty active on Twitter, so don't be afraid. This should be DM and stuff. But yeah, you, I cover a lot of New Japan stuff, especially for Above the Ring, where I covered the results for them. But yeah, I'm pretty active on Twitter. So catch me. You, I do classic reviews on Thursdays. As today, I dropped a couple of New Year Dashos and a Pro Wrestling Noah classic review. Make sure people check those out when they get a chance. Um, we are on all streaming platforms. You don't. Uh, there's one we're not on there. Please let us know. We will put us all uh, the podcast on there. On your streaming platform, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people about Chippet Studios and Above the Rings Podcast if you're choosing why they should listen to us as well. Ethan, again, thank you so much, guys. This has been the Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash post show. We will talk to you guys in a few weeks. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. 
please subscribe and happy listening.